Welcome to the HR Chat Show, one of the world's most downloaded and shared podcasts designed for HR pros, talent execs, tech enthusiasts, and business leaders. For hundreds more episodes and what's new in the world of work, subscribe to the show, follow us on social media, and visit hrgazette.com. Hey, this is Bill Bannum. Welcome to another episode of the HR Chat Show. Last week, the HR Gazette team, along with the awesome folks over at Be Happy HR, the Women in Biz Network, and Times Change Women Employment Services, hosted a meetup in downtown Toronto. In the build-up to International Women's Day, the focus of the event was empowering women in business. Held at the awesome Zero office, the evening included lots of networking and talks by a bunch of folks focused on ways to help women grow and thrive in their careers. One of the speakers was Rita Sukrit, learning lead over at Hemsley Fraser. While women still face many challenges in the workplace, including pay disparities, discrimination, and lack of representation in certain fields, progress has been made. In recent years, we have seen more and more women breaking through the glass ceiling and taking on leadership roles in a wide range of industries. Rita's talk focused on the demographic trends showing how women have made strides in breaking down barriers and achieving greater equity in the workplace. Rita also discussed some of the ongoing challenges standing in the way of achieving full equity. For example, she highlighted some 2022 data from McKinsey showing that for every 100 men promoted at entry level, only 87 women are also promoted. In this International Women's Day special episode, we're going to share the audio of Rita's talk. Please forgive any audience noise. It was a live event after all with over 100 people in the room. I hope that you enjoy Rita's insights as much as I did and wishing you a very happy International Women's Day from me and the team over at the HR Gazette. <laughs> Good evening everyone, I'm Rita Sucret. I am Canada Lead for Hensley Fraser Canada and I've worked in LMB for more than 25 years. I've really had the pleasure to work in so many industries and travel in a lot of countries. Some of the industries I've worked in is oil and gas, chemical, not-for-profit, finance, and I've lived and worked in countries like New Zealand, Australia, throughout Europe, Saudi Arabia, and at home here in Canada. So can you go next slide? Tonight, I am going to talk a little bit about the world we see in revolutions as uh, described by a business coach named Rajiv Talreja. Then I'm gonna talk about leadership models. We're gonna start from the 50s, I'm gonna move right up to today. So you can see leadership. And we're gonna compare how men stack up against women in leadership roles. In 2022, McKinsey reported that 40% of women were in management roles. 36% of women were in senior manager or director roles. 28% of women were in senior VP roles. And 26, only 26% in C-suite. For every 100 men promoted at entry level, only 87 women are promoted. Last week, or about the 23rd of February, 
Uh, McKinsey did a podcast about women and women in the workplace, and I'd like to share some of the highlights from that podcast. And then finally, leave you with future work insights and three quotes from Canadian women in leadership. Thanks for tuning in to the HR Chat Podcast. If you're enjoying this episode, we'd really appreciate it if you could subscribe and leave a five-star review on your podcast platform of choice. And now, back to the conversation. Hemsley Fraser, we are 32 plus years in business. We're headquarters in the UK. We have offices throughout the United States, in Germany, and a year and a half in Canada, which is where Christine and I work. Okay, um, next slide. Our product offerings, we are an L&D uh, provider, and some of the things we really, I'd like to say, shine is conducting needs analysis for clients to really, really determine what their learning needs are. We also do performance management, and we are really, really huge on learning in the flow of work. Um, I mentioned Rajiv Talrisha. He's a business coach, and he really coined the business world in three revolutions, starting with the industrial, information, and social. So let me explain this. If you know the story, just bear with me. It's really I, I, I enjoy it. But for the industrial revolution, employees really didn't leave their workplace, and this he ties in with our grandparents' era. They basically had a job, and they went to work, and they did their job. They didn't offer any insights or any innovations or anything. That was the era. But they did do it for survival. The next generation is the information generation, and that's our parents' generation, or some of us. And they had more opportunities. They also earned more money and provided better standard of living. Here's where we saw the invent or introduction of IT companies. People wanted to affiliate themselves with brands. And this generation, the information, had a little bit more options. But come to today, we are in the digital or the social revolution. And that's the, the generation, they don't care about survival because their grandparents provided that for them. They don't care about standard of living because their parents provide that. But what they care about is quality in the workplace. And they will, they're concerned about the environment, they're concerned about opportunities, they're concerned about having earnings and rewards in the workplace. So this is the generation we're dealing with today. All three revolutions, according to Rajiv, none has loyalty. And we're going to see that very soon. So keep that in mind. While our grandparents had no options, our parents had a little bit more, this generation has so many and they're going to take advantage of it. Starting with the, the 50s, we have the Industrial Corporation, which aligns with the Industrial Revolution. And here we can see that the corporation is king. They drove the mandate of the organization. They told the employees what to do, how to do it, when to do it. They were wearing the crowns in this timeline here. When we move to the 60s and 80s, we have a hierarchy level of management, and it was all about profits and losses and growth. It also, executives were given a mandate based on objectives, and they ran the organization based on that, those objectives. 
So now the crown is shifted from the corporation to the executives during the 60s and the 80s. When we get to the 90s, it's more of a collaborative leadership style. And here's where people are more concerned about customer service. And they have servant leadership. Leaders are there to provide and be what they need to do for their employees. We also learned that customers were not just external customers, but they were internal customers, the employees. And in some organizations, they focused on the employees first, then the external customers, because they didn't want them to leave. And today, we are in a network type of organization. We're running in that format. That means most, oh, in the, the collaboration, people were kings, the, the, the employees. So today we now have a company as a network. Just about every company has a mission, a vision, a value statements. And it's all about teams and empowering teams, giving them that innovation, creativity, letting them do what they need to do. So that's the today era. And the team or the team leaders is now wearing the crown. But as we come out of the pandemic, we have a different kind of leadership. It is all about what our, the employee well-being and giving them professional development in the workplace. And this is a direct, I guess, evolution from the pandemic, because when that happened, we brought the home or the work into the home. And there wasn't a demarcation between the home and the work in some instances. And that's driving the human-centric leadership today. So it's citizenship, it's trust, it's growth, and it's all done through learning. That's what we do. Now, the individual is holding the ace card, and it ties into what Rajiv said about the generation today. They have all the power in them. If we go to the next slide, it might be a little bit mumbled a bit, but we could, yeah. Oh, that's okay. I think we can see, you can see the, the same slide, the same um, timeline, but if we look at the industrial corporation, the ratio of men to women in the workplace is very large. It's almost a three to one ratio. If we go into the hierarchy uh, level or timeline, it's still quite high, 83, I think it's uh, 37. But as we get into collaborative, it's starting to close the gap. And then as we get to company as a network, it's even closing further. And today in human-centric leadership, the alignment is getting really tighter. But let's hold that thought for a minute, because let me tell you what's been happening. I just want to make sure I get my stuff right. In 2022, more than 50% of women have postgraduate <laughs> education. And having that, they want to come into the workplace and apply that knowledge. So that's number one. The second one is, during the pandemic, manufacturing and construction slowed down, which are male-dominated sectors. But on the flip side, we have women-dominated sectors like healthcare, education, childcare, employment, social services, and pharma. So that's spiked the numbers for women in the workplace. And that's why we're seeing, in the post-pandemic era, a more alignment. What surprised me was the last fact I'm gonna share with you. Women are more likely to have two or more part-time jobs. We work hard. <laughs> now, the next slide, I talked about the podcast that McKinsey did with 
genres of women, various ages throughout the United States, and it's really quite interesting. Women, everyone basically said, when you listen to the podcast, they're looking for advancement and support. Women want to be visible, they want to be valued, and they want to be validated. And the first person, sorry, Ms. Janine, you talked about um, the DE, diversity and inclusion, it ties in our, our Everyone's been talking about that earlier, but it's, it's a direct link to DEI and B. The next um, thing women wanted was their return on investment. And, and why not, right? They're putting in the extra time, they're doing double duty in some cases, so they want their ROI, and they're asking for it now, post-pandemic. They're seeking flexibility in the workplace. Let's be clear. They want to work with, they want work where and when and how that suits their lifestyle, that, that you know, blend between work and home. They're not asking for work from home five days a week. That's not flexibility. So women want that flexibility. They don't want to work from home five days a week. And they're looking for companies that truly prioritize DEI and B. So we all know diversity, equity, inclusivity, and belonging. It ties into what employees are seeking today. If they don't get these in an organization, they will go elsewhere. They have that right. But women especially, because when you think about it, every one of us women have had one of these touch points in our life, in our career lives. Whether it's diversity related, it's equity, it's inclusivity, or it's just a sense of belonging. So, the next slide, we talk about future work insights, and listen, we are just as ambitious as men, and, and we, some of us work maybe harder than our male counterpart, but at many companies, they continue to face challenges that signal it would be harder for women to advance. It's just a really difficult thing for a lot of companies. Society is changing and women want more connectivity and human-centered centricity in the workplace. McKinsey research says that the next generation of women are looking at us, the, the more senior, I would say older, but the more advanced women in the workplace. They're looking at us and they actually are seeking a more equitable, more supportive and more inclusive workplace. And they're watching how we are leaving to go find that, and they're going to do it as well. And they'll probably do it sooner than we would have done. The last slide is three quotes, and thank you, Christine, for putting this together, that really speak to women, Canadian women in the workplace today. Starting with Leanne on my right. Leanne is indigenous, and she is an educator, a writer, musician. And to me, her quote, really speaks about being your authentic self. Be your true self. It doesn't matter where you are, what you're doing. Be your true self. Second is, you can't see her name, but it's Avis. And Avis is actually, she received the order from Ontario for her contribution in education, another educator. And her quote is, the message for me is invest in yourself. Because no one else is going to do it. This is for you, do it for yourself. And last is Anna, um, Anna, Anne. Anne stems from Saskatchewan. 
She's also an academic and author, but her expertise is in Canadian theater. And I love her message. Have a can-do attitude, not a can't attitude. On that note, this concludes my presentation. Thanks for listening to the HR Chat Show. If you enjoyed this episode, why not subscribe and listen to some of the hundreds of episodes published by HR Gazette. And remember, for what's new in the world of work, subscribe to the show, follow us on social media, and visit hrgazette.com.